So that was the sound that the Bernie Sanders campaign made last night. <sighs> it wasn't good, man. It was not good. So last night, March 10th, we had Super Tuesday Part 2. We had six states voting. Obviously, Biden swept the motherfucking floor last week on Super Tuesday. Won Texas, Minnesota, Massachusetts, fucking all. He won 10 out of 14. Bernie was supposed to win like nine. You know the story. It was grim. But yesterday was the big kind of turning point because we had the big state of Michigan, big state of Wisconsin. And these states kind of like indicate this. This is this was really like a turning point. You know, like if Bernie had won most of these states, then we're back in it. All right. Especially Michigan. That's kind of like a litmus test state. But he didn't win Michigan. He didn't even he wasn't even close to winning it. So I'll give you the full results now. Idaho, 48% Joe Biden, 42% Bernie. That was a state Bernie won in 2016. There's not that many uh, delegates in Idaho. Does it tell me how many? Right, let me see if I can get this up real quick. Sorry, I'm, I'm running on a bit of a tight schedule. Whatever, it's like 15 delegates or something, really minor state, low population. Michigan, this was the big one, 125 delegates were available here. 52%, 52.89% to Joe Biden, 800,000, 800, 300, I can't even say it, man, it's too fucking traumatic, I was in bits yesterday. Biden, 52%, Bernie, 36%, that is a margin of fucking 16%. That's a fat margin. That's not even close. And that's 125 delegates. So Biden, yeah, we're going to, in this podcast, basically, I'm going to give you the rundown real quick of the results. And then we're going to call my boy McNair, who's in New York right now. I was campaigning with him in Iowa. And then we're going to call Aleem, who's actually working on the Bernie campaign right now, another friend of mine. Uh, we'll get their takes on it. And we can discuss what's happened. Mississippi. <laughs> Biden fucking murked Mississippi. 80, 81.09% of the vote in Mississippi. Bernie Sanders, 14.81. He didn't even reach the 15% threshold, and there's only two of them. That's a margin of 67%. Unbelievable. Missouri. There was a lot of delegates there. I think Mississippi was like 40-ish. Missouri's like 60-ish delegates. Um, Biden, 60.12% 60, 60 of the vote. Bernie, 34.56% of the vote. Again, a clean 26-point margin for Biden. North Dakota. Way, Bernie won North Dakota. Woo! Again, 12 delegates there. There's about as many people in North Dakota as there are on Uber Radio. So, yeah. Bernie, 53.3% of the vote. Biden, 39.84% of the vote. Clean win for Bernie there. But, yeah, not enough. And then Washington, the results still coming in. I don't think they've called it yet. Um, Bernie... 32.75 Biden 32.54 so 0.21% in this at the moment and I think they've called yeah they've called about 69% of the vote AO at this point um, so if Bernie does win it it's going to be a very slim margin of victory he might even lose it which is disastrous uh, but yeah it doesn't even matter too much because they're probably going to allocate the same amount of delegates either way Elizabeth Warren got 12.31% of the vote 
So you really wonder, you know, endorsement, all of that might have helped out quite a lot. But I think most of that was probably mail-in votes that were done beforehand before she dropped out. Either way, we're four minutes in. Let's call the boys. Yo, dude, how we doing? How you? Oh, surviving, man, surviving. It's a rough morning, isn't it? How are you? Pretty grim, man. I woke up this morning. I had a dream that uh, that I got a dog in my dream, like a really nice dog. And my parents were like, "Yeah, you can keep the dog." And I was like, "Fucking sick!" And then I woke up and I had no dog, and Bernie had lost Michigan. And uh, yeah, it was not fun compound injury yeah man just not just oh, that's rough yeah but yeah what do you make of the whole situation right now oh man i'm processing it are we uh are we chatting or are we on air here this is uh being recorded oh cool cool yeah 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 um um you know the thing is i kind of you know this is what i think i think you know, we were in Iowa together. Indeed. And we, we ran hard, real hard. And, and, you know, the majority of people we talked to, I, I think the vast majority were, were fairly undecided. Or there's this huge, looming mass of people who are undecided who are just waiting for the right person. Mm -hmm. And so at the doors, we could convince them that Bernie's the right person. Pretty obvious. But, you know, the broadcast media is still more powerful than all the door knocks. Once, once they, once everyone coalesced around the center, and every, every like everyone started supporting Biden and the narrative with Biden after South Carolina, like all these undecided voters across the country who aren't paying that much attention, who like Bernie, but really all they wanted was that person to get behind. Yeah, were given permission to vote for Biden, and they did, and that's and that's just you know that's what happened on Super Tuesday, and that's basically story of the rest of the campaign and you know as far as i can tell yeah i think the undecideds from what i saw from the super tuesday data that really decided it and there was yep. all these people who would like i feel like as well with the media cnn msnbc the way they present the news and they cover it and they frame everything is almost to kind of create that feeling amongst people of like oh look at all these candidates this is what they think and we're not going to be, we're not going to, you know, analyze them or give them tough questions or really dig into who they are as people. We're just going to present it as a media circus. So you, the viewer at home who doesn't know much, who only gets your information from us, is going to be left there like, what the fuck? Who the fuck do I support? They're all the same. Yeah. That guy's a bit different. Oh, yeah. Everybody's promising things, but there's no distinction. And that's the fucking right. shit part is that, like, that's always been the case, you know? I just feel like that's that's been the case, and that's what then that's what we've been up against, and we knew it. And you're able to crack through that sometimes, you know. Yeah. And you're able to like speak to people directly, and and honestly, like that exactly what you were saying plays out, um, a hundred percent across the age difference, right? So like older people, by and large, still get their news from broadcast media, and that's one really clear story. That's an establishment story that. You know, I watched. I spent more time than I wanted to watching MSNBC and CNN just to kind of get the 
Oh man, it's a, it's a fucking it's, you know, shit show, man. It's an absolute oh, disgrace. It's a, it's, it's a mess. It's disgusting. And and after South Carolina, there was just one narrative. Yeah. Just one narrative. Joe's, no, Joe's like, the comeback kid. That's it. Like. That's it. Like, he won one thing that everyone knew he was going to win, and now this is a whole different story. Nah. But it was. That's what they did. Um, but you can see it. Like, the younger people get their news from social media. It's not as curated. And they form opinions really differently. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know, brother. I think it's like, it's really disheartening what happened. And in my own head, I'm kind of just like thinking about, well, you know, it's a long game. It's a long game, right? And like the fact that, that Bernie won and lost against Clinton was actually like, it, it's a, it was a sea change in politics in this country, right? And the fact that he, he won, that he ran this race and has done extremely well, especially with the future of the Democratic Party, which is youth, is like power, right? So like, it's really disappointing that we're, it's looking pretty bad and we'll see what happens on the debate stage. But it's not just that, like, you know, in a lot of campaigns, someone can win. And then the second place person is just like, fuck off, go away, right? Mm. You know, or you say your nice things, but really the message is like, fuck off, you lost. But when you win, but you don't win the whole future vote, like all young like people in like wild margins under under 40 went for, for Sanders, right? You can't just walk away from that as the, even if you're the establishment party that disagrees with all those politics you know so there's there's still a lot of power wondering this all that works not for not like it's like how do you leverage that power like what are the demands how do you shape the future of the democratic party like the fight goes on i'm just not quite sure how mm. <laughs> how, to, how to pivot and i'm not quite ready for that. I yeah i mean we were all like so fucking behind bernie man the amount of love like man in iowa like we were all feeling it it just felt like this is the moment this is it but again like we were in that bubble you know we were kind of all so in love with bernie and his messaging and what he stands for and who he is that we were kind of ignoring a lot of the glaring problems in it and i really do feel like this is something at this point you know like it's not done it's not fucking done sure thing but like right now especially if it's not if it's not not going to be done then something has to change I really think in how he communicates and how he speaks to people and his overall campaign rhetoric. Cause so far throughout yeah. his campaign, he's the nice guy. Every time he gets asked about Joe Biden, <coughs> it's my friend, Joe Biden. He's a good guy. He fucking apologized on January 21st for saying for one of his surrogates saying that Biden was corrupt and he came out yeah. and he was like, Oh no, I'm sorry about that. Biden's not corrupt. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? He is corrupt. Yeah, he is corrupt. Say it how it is. Why are you That's defending right. this, man? And not even that. That's just like, firstly, it's empirically true. He's corrupt. Secondly, that's fucking politically retarded to say that. Why Why are you giving him that ammo of like, oh, you know, Bernie actually apologized and said I'm not corrupt. It's like a big legitimization sticker, you know? And then constantly, yeah. even the last week, man, he's been getting asked. Bernie's been getting asked, do you think Biden could beat Trump? time and time again the electability thing that's the i was looking at some of the right. stats yesterday they asked voters last <laughs> night when they were voting what's the most important issue to you beating trump or yeah or policies 56 percent of people said defeating trump 36 said policies so this is the thing for people 
So when Bernie gets asked, do you think Biden could beat Trump? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I do. My good friend Joe Biden could beat Trump. And it's like, man, you can't say that. It's not true. And yeah. why on earth well, would you give him that? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think Bernie... I hear you. I think Bernie could have picked two different ways to go, right? There's there's the more Tea Party way, um, which is like the way where it's just, just uncompromising. You just run... and you just run really hard on what you're doing and you just kind of scorch her, you know? You're like, I'm anti-establishment to the bone. And like, yeah, Biden can't win against Trump. He's a mess and you just go really hard, right? Yeah. And Bernie was never the person to do that. Like he's just, that's not his style. Like this, despite what all everyone says about Bernie and being toxic and all of this and his supporters, like Bernie's like not that guy. He's like, he's like, a, you know, he's old school, right? So he's not, he's not going to do that. And then the other way, that you could go is like the bigger embrace, which is what he started to show um, after he won Nevada. Like I don't know, did you did you see his did you see his uh, victory speech in, in Nevada? Um, I don't think so. No, what did he say? I mean, it's like you know, it's like his same speech, right? Like he says the same speech every time, but but he really, really front like he basically you know that the the, the Queen's bridge speech that he gave or it was like you know are you willing to fight for someone who's oh yeah 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 the big one that sort of big open embrace where you're like you pivot from like being anti-establishment and like all these things are wrong to being like you know the us them framework it's like really highlighting the us and he started to do that right and i think that's the other avenue he could have gone harder on Mm. you know it's just kind of like because people People know, like, he already had on lock all the people who are ready to fight against the powers that be and know that the system's fucked up and, like, they're hurting them. Like, he has that crew on lock. What he didn't have was, like, the people who are, like, the suburban vote and people who aren't actually um, ready for that or might agree with it, but it worries them because, you know, they want stability. And, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of reflection, but I think, you brought it up because, like, you could go. There's, I think, there's two different avenues maybe that you could go on, but you could definitely go harder against Biden and the Democrats. But he could also like open up to embrace the people who aren't as hardcore, you know? Yeah, but I do feel like, I mean, the because, like I was saying, the fifty-six percent of people all they give a fuck about is beating Trump. Right. For him to, like, get those people into the fold, those are the moderates, the so-called moderates, yeah? All they give a fuck about is that. They just see Trump, like, we met so many of those people in Iowa, and, like, I gave, yeah, we both gave that that same spiel so many times. Like, it's such a nice thing to hear as a Bernie supporter. When they say, oh, what's the most, we'd be like, what's the most important issue to you? And they go, I don't know. And we go, how do you feel about Trump? And they go, oh, I fucking hate the orange man. No, 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 I hate him. You know, and then we'd just be like, we'd start smiling and be like, all right, cool. And then you explain it and it's done. And you explain exactly why Bernie is the only man who can beat Trump. And I still wholeheartedly believe that. That he, Trump was just going to wipe the floor with anybody else, man, because he's so strong on the debate stage. He's such a good liar. He's so aggressive. He's so fucking representative of this underlying feeling in so many Americans, this disillusionment, this anger, this like desire to rebel and say whatever the fuck you want in the face of like this kind of it's also just pc culture which has emerged in a lot of politics and you know centrist culture left-wing culture so yeah 
you know, like for him to have really, you know, won people over over the last year and to got those moderates, he would actually needed to be making this argument the whole time and pointing at Joe Biden really whenever he could, whenever it was like, you know, not rude, whenever yeah. it was not like it wouldn't have been kind of seen as untoward and just saying like, listen, like I'm the only guy who can do it. And sometimes he did that. Yeah. And sometimes he explained why he was the best, but he never really explained why he was the only one. Because to explain why okay. you're the only one, you also have to explain why the other people running are fucking shit. And why Joe Biden That's like right. has the exact same record as Hillary Clinton. And how Joe Biden, you yeah. can say it and be like, listen, man, Joe Biden is not very good at debating anymore. He's slow. And it looks a bit like he has some cognitive decline. And you've got to say that, yeah, man, because Cor nobody... Corey Booker came out and said that when you know, yeah, man. After he after he dropped from the race, he was like, "Listen, this guy's got an issue." You know, man, Biden's. It's, it's real. It's real. I 100 percent hear what you're saying. I yeah. mean, they also, you know, looking 2020, it's like, you know, I felt, and I don't know about the strategists in the campaign, but I felt that like, oh shit, we took care of Biden. We took him out. Yeah, like, yeah. You can't. How are you going to come back from being like? Uh, just like fourth and fifth yeah yeah and like his ground game was terrible and he had no money and this guy can't even speak and you're like you know i think we made a big mistake like everyone was looking at south carolina knowing that he was gonna win mm. like there's no questions about that it was like yeah, he's gonna win and maybe sanders crept up a little bit we're like oh wow this could be a wild upset you know but like everyone knew he was gonna win south carolina right and and we took our eyes off the prize like like all the shit that all the campaign refocus on Biden needed to happen before South Carolina. There needed to be a response to that victory, and there wasn't. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, yeah, it's tough. I mean, you know, you can. There's a lot, and all, you know, there's a lot of ways to like kind of look at this and learn the mistakes and like figure out how to go forward. You know, and there's also like for me, it's it's always been. Like, I've never been involved with electoral politics before, but I've been involved with politics for, like, many years, right? Of course, Matt, yeah. It's, like, it's, this is, like, it's part of the bigger movement structure. And and we can, you know, we need to mourn and we need to decompress and we need to look at what's happening with Bernie and we need to keep hope alive in case, like, you know, the debate stage really changes the game. But we also need to start thinking about how this campaign has furthered the movements and how to how to consolidate those wins. Yeah, how definitely. To the real to things that like change people's lives, you know, because because it has. And then the question is like, what are the demands? How are they demanded? Like, you know, even on CNN last night, after like a quick victory, like March, the all the all the people on the CNN stage just were talking about like, well, Biden needs to like reach out to the Bernie camp, and it's all the youth, and like, how are they going to bring them in, and blah blah blah. Which is kind of like fuck you, but also like true. Like, yeah. there's power behind that. Yeah, I really so, just don't see how like how it's gonna happen, man. Like, all the Facebook groups, all the Bernie. Like, I'm part of like five pretty large, vehement Bernie meme groups, information groups, discussion groups, and the amount of like, I'm never voting Joe. I'm never. I'll vote third party. I'll vote. I'll write Bernie's name on the ballot. There was even some people like I'm voting Trump just to spite Biden. And that I fucking don't agree with. But just the amount of Bernie supporters, like a solid, I was looking at all these results rolling in and I was just thinking like, if Bernie won, 
I think maybe 90% of those Biden supporters would line up behind Bernie because these are people, yeah. these are older voters who just fucking They're hate gonna go Trump. Blue. They're, They're gonna blue no They're matter gonna go who. Blue. That's who they are. And I was looking at the Bernie numbers yeah. and I'm like, minimum, minimum 20, 30% of those voters will never, ever fucking vote for Joe Biden. No matter what he says, no matter what he does, no matter what he promises, they will just not do it. And based on that purely, and then you combine that with his cognitive decline, with even if he was sharp right now, the amount to which Trump would be able to expose him and attack him, just like he attacked Hillary. Yeah. Combine those yeah. factors, and it's a 100% loss. It's not even going to be close, you know? Yeah. And, like, I mean, you, can't, you just can't, different... like... You, you can't blame the Bernie supporters for that, you know? You can't say, oh, these fucking Bernie lads, like, not voting. It's like, give them something to vote for. But, yeah. That's right. That's right. I mean, I think, you know, I I think that one of the... I'm, first of all, I'm, I, there's no place I'd ever want to be <laughs> defending Biden. Like, I have no interest in defending Biden. I, I, everything, everything about him and his platform is what, is what I'm working against. So that being said, like, I think one of the things this, this, uh, you know, the election yesterday showed is that it just kind of shows how much people hated Hillary Clinton. Yeah, it really does, man. It's like, it really shows that Bernie, people like Bernie and they came out for him in 2016, even though he had like. 3% 3% name recognition when he started. He had basically no campaign. <laughs> like, yeah. He came out of nowhere and won Michigan. That's right? what they were saying in Iowa and, as well. That people were like, oh yeah, I was I was a precinct captain in Iowa for Bernie and nobody contacted me from the campaign. And I was hearing these stories like, fuck, man. To compare yeah, the ground game I mean, like now, this year, to what it was then is ridiculous. That's right. That's right. And, you know, and, and I mean, think like a combination of things. It's like, that's a lesson. It's like, I think people like, I mean, we know this, like the amount that people distrust and hate Clinton doesn't compare to what they feel about Biden. Like Biden's like kind of this like likable goofball to some people. He doesn't set alarm bells off unless you're like actually political, mm. right? Like in terms of just like visceral hate, like if you know what he's, if you're like a political person like we are, like you know where he's coming from, you know what he's done and you know what he's going to do, like, it, it, you know, you might not show up and vote for him. Right. Yeah. Like what you were saying, like, it's like it's visceral and you, and you feel in your bones. But if you're not those person, that person, if you're the majority of electorate who is like undecided and just waiting to be kind of like given the leader. Yeah. Like they're going to come, they're going to show up. They, they like him. It's fine. He's fine. You know, and, and then you throw in the coronavirus, which is like, you know, they're canceling campaigns and rallies and the next debate. And there's not going to be an audience like. That's People that's a scared. fucking joke, man. Did you see? Did you see how they've it's, changed the rules? Yeah, man, I'm unbelievable, yeah. man. Just that that that's the kind of thing where I'm like, oh yeah, they are, they are cheating him again. And it's not. I think this time round, it's not like there was a media bias last time for sure. But I think the media bias back then might have even helped him because, like you're saying about how much people hated Hillary, sure. and then him being like this, like undeniable underdog, you know that really rallied right. people to him i think quite a lot and that's why he was able to win states like michigan out of nowhere but now i really think that's it's right. it's such it's way more of a media bias against him and stuff like this cnn changing the oh, rules so that he can sit down for the whole debate and it's essentially a two-person yeah. town hall not a debate 
It's just it's a fucking joke. Not, man. Well, it's not even a town hall no because they're not gonna have an audience. So we'll see what happens. Oh, so yeah. they're gonna have they're I gonna mean, have a moderator. A, I don't know what's gonna happen, but they're not having an audience, so I don't know. <laughs> well, that's actually that's they're actually good like, news, I think, because then they'll have to have a moderator who's gonna have to make it, it kind of a news. debate. Or they'll like tweet in some shit and still make it work in Biden's favor, like you know. It's not any surprise to me the level which like all the mainstream media and the DNC is like mm. fighting every step of the way for for Biden, you know. Yeah. Like there's nothing. There can be nothing. Like Bernie, Bernie and his platform are actually like a, a ex, existential threat to a lot of a lot of these people, like to their jobs and to their whole like world. So none of that should be surprising, you know. It just shows that like when you when you do this, it's like you're up against so much. You know, and you kind of need a perfect candidate, right? Like, like Bernie's Bernie's amazing, and he's actually a fantastic candidate. But like, he has flaws, like everyone has flaws. And I think there's gonna be a lot of like people, you know, kind of looking at the campaign and being like, he could have gone harder, or he should have had the bigger open embrace and like brought in the moderates earlier, or at least made them feel comfortable without, you know, without watering down any of his what he's about. Mm. But at the end of the day, he like he is a fantastic campaign. Cam- he ran a fantastic campaign, running one, and he's a great, um, you know, candidate. It's just like when you're up against the all the all the instruments of like news and information, it's pretty damn hard. Yeah, definitely, man. I think as well yeah. what you what, what you're yeah. saying about um, Biden, you know, being a lot more popular <clears throat> than Hillary. I think the difference between them and popularity and likability is actually quite negligible because last night we saw like a 33% increase in turnout in Michigan, which is fucking insane. Wow. And I wouldn't say that's because... 33% from 2016. Yeah, from 2016, the primaries. That's huge, man. You know, and like, why is that? You know, like, I think, I, I think part of that is Bernie bringing out more new voters. I think part of it is Biden being more likable than hillary slightly but i think the biggest reason is that you have like this was cal's theory i was just talking to him now um he thought that this is actually kind of like a cyclical thing and people are coming out in droves and the biggest demographic that's coming out is educated white people some upper middle class middle class people and i think there's a lot of these people kind of middle-aged older voters who have just been so pissed off with trump that they're actually right. all coming it's the, out. It's the they're Trump. all coming out, and it's they're the all. Trump, it's the Trump, Trump's overline. Exactly, yeah. And then it's the question yeah. of like, what's going to win out? Will that distaste for Trump win out, or will it actually just be everybody fucking thinks Biden's too much of a pudding brain to vote for? Yeah, it's it's going to come down to those I, two factors, you know. Yeah, I mean, end of the day, you know, for me, it's like it's a not it's not binary like between like who's going to beat Trump between Biden and and bernie like bernie had has a much greater chance of beating beating trump for all the reasons like he's just the most authentic person with the best most popular policies which they are against someone who's you know trump like it's just really clear and if the media the media would have an identity crisis like what would they do but i think at least some of them would have to get behind bernie Mm. you know and i think he would destroy trump but it doesn't mean that I think Biden's going to lose to Trump. I think he has a much greater chance of losing to Trump. And I, I'm kind of going with like 50-50 odds or something. Like, it's not going to be easy. You think but it's 50-50, Trump-Biden? 
I would actually give, honestly, I would give Biden a little more. Really, man? That. I'm like, I'm in the camp of 100% he wouldn't win. Really. Yeah. I just cannot see yeah. it happening. Well, think of like, you know, just what you were saying. Like the voter turnout, I think, is Trump driven. You know, Hillary lost to Hillary, who is just like uniquely despised. Uniquely despised. Lost, mm. to, lost to Trump barely. Barely lost to Trump, you know, and, and, and part of it was because she just thought she was going to run away with it. Like, and she didn't show up. She didn't show up in the places where she needed to, right? Like, Biden's not hated. He's going to show up. No one's taken for granted that they can beat Trump this time. Nobody. And the question that is, is Trump more popular than he was? You know, and I don't know the answer to that. I think mm. with the coronavirus, like, destroying the economy, that's going to hurt him a lot because that was the one thing people liked about him. You know, I was knocking doors in New Hampshire and I ran into a shitload of Trump supporters. <laughs> and, you know, as you know, as you know, it runs, it runs the gambit, right? It's just like, I mean, this is the live free or die state. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's their motto. So it's like there's a lot of Republicans there and, you know, probably a good half of them, as you, you, you'll you recognize, like, just like are like, fuck off, slam the door in your face or like, just are like, nah, I'm for Trump. I'm for the other nah. guy. Yeah. And it's just like, get the fuck done, off yeah, my yeah. driveway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's hey, like, hey, a, you know, fuck I'm, you, Bernie. <laughs> There's no, like, everyone's, like, you're at their door, they're not, like, going too hard on you, but, like, that's, like, that's, like, half of them. And then the other half are, like, yeah, like, Trump, you know, and they're ready to talk, and they seem reasonable. Mm. And their main thing, and I'm talking, like, you know, their main thing was, like, listen, man, the economy's good. Like, I run a business. I do this. I do that. And I'm, like, well, there's two economies. You know, there's, like, <laughs> there's the secret like, economy, yes. man. <laughs> I mean, there's the Black GDP market. economy where it's, like, stocks and bonds and all that, and, like, people are crushing it. There's the one that working people, middle class people with, and that hasn't changed, you know. But all these people are like, yeah, it's helping me. So, so yeah, I think we'll see. Biden's the literally the weakest candidate of every single person who's run. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know though. I feel like, yeah, maybe it. Like for me, I, I think he does have a, a boost in simply in the fact he was VP that alignment with obama that the connotations that he brings just by like people who like i can't really understand it because i mean i think you understand it more because you lived through the bush era you lived through the iraq war i remember logan telling me this like the amount yeah. of love that existed and still exists for obama i think his approval rating is like 60 percent, which is fucking yeah. insane you know and like yeah. so many of that older generation of people now in their 40s 50s 60s who went through all the shit of the bush era and then all of yeah. like the kind of fucking facade of niceness and everything being together and the country yeah. being good under obama when they see biden they're like oh it's that guy it was the, that's the guy who was behind obama you know yeah. and that gives him a huge yeah. boost but yeah i i really right. just think it, it does i mean i think yeah. It does all come down to like this cognitive decline thing, and that is is unbelievable that CNN and MSNBC, CBS are never talking about this, and they've actually made it like a taboo subject because they're like, man, because it's yeah. the thing as well. He used to have a stutter back in the day, so now whenever you bring it up, you're like, oh, oh, wait, you're like disable shaming Biden for his stutter, and it's like he doesn't have a stutter anymore. He fucking can't complete yeah. sentences now. That's the difference. 
and to not discuss that to not discuss really like the pivotal you know factor of this entire election is is yep. un- is, is I beyond mean, the electability me, you know? thing has always been has always been the prime focus and, and you know i agree bernie could have come harder with it there's a there's a whole i started seeing this come out and then it didn't really go very far but just like you know and it was concerns it was like if sander wins like we're gonna get fucked on the down ballot you know which is garbage it's like totally oh yeah garbage. that's absolutely ridiculous <laughs> that narrative literally like the whole down ballot the reason that we've been doing so well in the down ballot is because of bernie's policies and also because of trump yeah like it's both right and i always thought like you know under obama like the whole fucking the whole country as a combination of racism very much racism but also because of their of their economic policies like they bailed out the banks in 2008 like they didn't do they didn't prosecute they didn't do anything to like the people who like robbed everybody of their homes and they created the tea party they created the right and mm. all the state houses and all the governor houses not all of them i'm overstating it but a huge amount of state like governments and, and governorships like went red under obama under the eight years of obama the whole country turned red you know and you're like this is not a talking point yeah like where where is that you know so yeah i couldn't I believe know. it yesterday on cnn were you watching cnn when the michigan result came in Man, they had the fucking this woman, this blonde lady. She was the former governor of Michigan. Oh, I and did watch that. Yeah. Man, it came in and she was there like cheering, like I'm so happy, I'm so happy. And then like all of the fucking all of the pundits were like kind of cheering and grinning as this result came in. And there was the one like token Bernie supporter guy, and I remember yeah, like Doctor yeah. Saeed or something. And I remember watching yeah. him last week and listening to the stuff he was oh. saying. And thinking he was like just your typical fucking CNN centrist like shill pundit, and then it's it flashes on the bottom Sanders supporter, and it's like this guy's not a fucking Sanders supporter, man. This guy responding in the way that he was like, you know, we have to you know think about how Bernie has you know brought out our young people more, and it's like, like if if you were a real Sanders supporter right now. You would not be making that weak point. You'd be making the point of like, all right, Joe Biden's won, yeah, but how how is he going to beat Trump, really? How is he going to do that? How is he going to excite young yeah. people? How is he going to actually debate against this man when he has the same record, when when Biden has the same record as Hillary? And it's just, you can tell how stacked it is. And then you had Andrew Yang there, who flipping endorsed oh. Biden on air. And it's just like, really, yeah. man? And then I was thinking back to all of the young dudes I spoke to in Iowa, who were just like myself, you know, like, you know, well, not just like myself, but kind of younger. A lot of people at that university I went to as well were sporting Yang. And they were all like so idealized by him. And like, he really stands yeah. for the people. He's a principled guy. He's this, he's that. Yeah. And then seeing him endorse Biden as a CNN pundit is just like, all right, he's he's another one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, he tried to soften the blow and he tried to basically, you know, you 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 heard what you did you see him do that yeah i heard what he said i heard what he said of like listen i would always support whoever is going to be the nominee and you know i always follow the math and the math is clear and it's like yeah man but like yeah but 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 he was basically in terms of like he basically said he also said i didn't endorse anybody when everyone else did like bernie sanders is, is an inspiration to me and like i think his policies are gold 
you know, but at a certain point, you got to coalesce. And, you know, it's weak. And I think a lot of his, his voter, his, uh, you know, supporters are going to be pretty, pretty upset by it. So that wasn't a necessary thing to do, you know, no. but, you know, he did give props to Bernie for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, which is not a lot at that moment, but yeah, man, it's, it's a disheartening moment. Um, I don't know. It hurts, man. We got to bounce back. We got to bounce back. But anyway, G, I got to bounce because uh, I got some people waiting. But it's been lovely chatting to you, man. Yeah, really, good. I wish we could have a happy, yeah. happier discussion topic. But it's been good. Yeah, bro. <clears throat> I, I, I have this little quote where it says, um, "Some of the some of the projections for the next round of the primaries are grim, but the world is in crisis. Everything can change in an instant, and despair is not an option. Indeed, hope is a discipline." Hope is a discipline. Let's leave it on that note, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This is Party Roulette, Uber Radio. I miss you too, G. Hold it down in New York. I'll be there soon. All right, man. Take care. So that was McNair, the boy. Yeah, fucking great lad. He runs a a bar in New York. Can't remember what it's called, but uh, there'll be a link to McNair's profile. Let me find it real quick actually for you now. It's like a bar slash community space. Star bar. Star bar. See, it rhymes. Very clever. And star has two R's in it. But normally you'd spell star with only one R. What? This place must be alternative. Oh my God. And there's people dancing in the cover photo. And oh, it's a very diverse crowd as well. My God, man. It looks cool as fuck. And there's loads of events lined up. It's in Brooklyn. Women's History Month rave series. That is it. Well played, McNair. You're doing good work. But yeah, that was that. Super Tuesday Part 2. I hope you enjoyed listening to mine and McNair's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, I'm going to play something for you real quick, which is a reminder of what we're fighting for. So this is the final, this is the opening scene of National Treasure 2, which is like 100% top 15 films of all time. There's no debate in that. Um, absolute roller coaster of a film. Would highly recommend watching it if you're somebody who likes to partake in the <laughs> Mary Jane. Unbelievably good film for that. Um, but yeah, this is the opening scene. So this is like back in 18. Uh, I don't remember the year Lincoln was assassinated. I think it was like 1880, 1870, whatever. One of those years, late 19th century. Civil Wars just ended. And this is uh, obviously a true story. Ben Gates, Nicholas Cage's great, great, great grandfather, is um, you know a code man, a clue man, likes to solve puzzles and find the treasure. He is actually uh, being used right now to decipher a code for the Confederacy, who obviously want all the slaves to still be in chains. But Abraham Lincoln's been like, Nah, fam, no longer. Emancipation Declaration, and. Uh, yeah, so right now I'll I'll play this clip for you. Let me plug it in. And the last the last quote right now of the man from the Confederacy is what we need to remember. Not to align ourselves with his sentiment of owning people, owning black people, but just the last words that he says. Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. I need to go back a bit.
He just realized. <gasps> oh my god. Lincoln's been shot. I'd much appreciate it if you'd finish deciphering that code now. <gasps> Dad! The war is over! Shoot the kid. No. You're wrong about that. The war has only just begun. Charles, Charles, did, did all men, men pay? Did, did, did all men pay? only just begun and that's what we must remember after this extremely hot disheartening super tuesday part two we'll keep on fighting solidarity social justice will win the day because uh, like oasis in 1994 they lost the battle but they're going to win the war this has been party roulette i've been felix thank you for listening